Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dunn. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern and as always I am so grateful to have you joining me here today. Also I'm very grateful and excited to have my dear friend Melina Puente back. Hi Melina, how are you today? Doing great Carrie, thank you. Thank you for coming to jump back into the book of Isaiah with me. I spent several weeks in Isaiah 40 with Crystal just few weeks ago and I'm very very passionate about this book and recently you and I were kind of pointed to this book together because you had very vulnerably shared that some shame from your past was coming up again and it's one of those things where you thought you had dealt with it right you you thought hey I've given it all to Jesus but Melina like so many of us myself included the enemy loves to take old pain, old wounds, and in your case, some sexual abuse from your childhood, certainly not your fault, but bring it back up, literally throwing it in your face in a spiritual sense so that you would be consumed with that shame instead of how much Jesus loves you. And when you shared that with me, I was already praying for you, but I started praying specifically that the Lord would set you free once and for all from that shame from your past, because I have been there. I also have sexual abuse in my past, and I know how for years and years and years, even though I was so passionate about the Word of God and my relationship with Jesus and His pursuit of me, it's almost like a boomerang. It just kept coming back and coming back. And when I was praying for you, Melina, the Lord gave me the whole chapter of Isaiah 54, but specifically this verse, verse four. So I would like to read it. And I just want to thank you in advance for being willing to come and having such a powerful freeing conversation, because this is not just something that you and I struggle with. This is something that so many men and women struggle with is the shame of their past, whether, and I'm doing air quotes right now, whether it was their fault or not, that it doesn't matter. The enemy will throw anything he can up from our past to make us fixate on ourself and on our sin and on our brokenness instead of the shed blood of Jesus and what exactly that means in Mm. our lives. Yes. And this is such a powerful chapter. It's such a powerful verse. Verse four of Isaiah 54 says this, fear not. And how powerful if we just put our name in there, right? Fear not, Melina. Fear not, Carrie. Fear not, dear listener. You will no longer live in shame. That is a proclamation over our lives. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrow of your widowhood. And Melina, this is God proclaiming this to his children. So he's telling us, you're not going to live in shame. There'll be no more disgrace for you. You won't remember it. Why? He's saying, because I don't remember it. Yes. Stop focusing on it because I'm not focused on it. Yes. According to Colossians, Melina, when the father looks at us, he sees Jesus. And the father wants us to see what is true and what the sacrifice his son made actually 
should look like in our lives, the difference that it should be making in our daily lives. So you just had a powerful encounter with this verse. So tell us about it. Tell how tell us how God has been using his word to continue to set you free and to call you into this new place of your true identity as his beloved. Thank you, Carrie. Yes, for sure. The the one verse that popped up as I was studying this and the Lord was reminding me of how he was redeeming and had healed things in my past. And it was Psalm 118, 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And I remember holding onto that one so tight and, and being able to experience God's healing in my past. And so when you sent me chapter 54 for Isaiah and that verse popped out for me, I took time and just really dug into the whole chapter, the chapter before it in 53, which is such a great prophetic word of Mm -hmm. Jesus coming and the plan that God has to use his son for the redemption of his people and the healing to be able to get Mm -hmm. back to that face-to-face place. Mm -hmm. And so I jump into then chapter 54 of Isaiah and I just get like excited. Now, shame isn't something you get excited about. I mean, let's be honest. But one of the things that I've been working on is the identity as beloved. And as I have been working on more intimacy with God, more time in the word with God, really understanding that when I said yes to Jesus, it was a covenant relationship, which is mm-hmm. a marriage, and that he mm-hmm. is my husband. And so identifying myself as the beloved, not as I'm single, although Mm -hmm. in the world's eyes I am, but spiritually Mm -hmm. I'm not. And so to live my life as though I am protected, I am provided for, I am loved deeply. So as I've been working through this to be able to get even a a sweeter place with Jesus, Mm -hmm. just a more intimacy, the shame that pops up for me is my past as Mm -hmm. I pray about a husband and I pray about the timing of that and preparing my heart to be married. The shame of my past has been bubbling up in different areas as I pursue just mm. preparing my heart to be married. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I was in this passage, one of the things that I experienced was reading through and getting to that verse, verse four. It just reminded me, and I felt this experience of God's hand, like holding my face and like just tipping it up to see him and just being like, there's no more shame. Like there's no more. Like I need you to see that there's so much more for you, that your past does not have to own you. That is not who you are anymore. And I just, you know, I wept with this joy of what is true. That's what the truth was. I have no more shame from my past because I can receive what is true, which is the tents are bursting. Like I was reading that verse and it's like, everything's bursting at the seams because they, mm-hmm. there's so much more and I mm-hmm. don't have to focus on my past. I don't have to focus on the hurt or the shame or the sexual abuse or anything that I think I may have done wrong or choices I have made. Mm-hmm. I can actually keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. And that's what was so precious about that experience of him holding my face and lifting Mm -hmm. it up. It's like, look up, Melina, don't look Mm -hmm. down. You don't have to be ashamed. Mm -hmm. So it was a really precious moment. Mm. So it was an experience of him holding your face. And now you have a new place to go. If the enemy tries to throw your past up, it's almost like it's blocked. You know, it's like this massive shield 
this massive, you know, Wonder Woman shield, you can hold it up. And instead of seeing your past, fixating on your past, you can go to that visual of Jesus holding your face going right here, sweetie, right yes, here. Yes. There's no shame here. Yes. And, and you said something. I wrote it down, actually. I love it. I, I think it's a reiteration of something that you and I have talked about for years and years and years. But you said, I want to go back to the face-to-face place. And the face-to-face place is our ability to really go back to what we were created for in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were created, like you and I were created, to be face-to-face forever with the God who created us. Now, because of sin, Adam and Eve were exiled from the Garden. So we were also exiled as their descendants. We were also exiled from the Garden. But our DNA spiritually screams, cries out to be face-to-face with the God who created us. And we do have a choice, right? We're either embracing that face-to-face place that you just encountered because of this verse. Your response to the shame coming against you was to go into God's word and to experience the Father through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, because that is what the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ made available, is a real experience with him here on earth. And it is a recreation of the Garden of Eden. You get to meet with him face to face as Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, because of the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And also, ever since the Garden of Eden, when sin was introduced, the lies of the enemy that are constructed to get us to put our eyes on ourselves, right? To take our eyes off of the Father, to pull us away from the face-to-face place with him and put our eyes on ourselves, that is shame. That is condemnation. Because Melina, you and I both know very well that we cannot be looking at the Father's glory, the Father's love for us, the fact that he calls us beloved and the shame of our past at the same time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that face-to-face place, that's critical. That's everything. Because I'm either looking at him and I'm giving him power and only he gets to say who I am. Yes. Only he writes my identity. Only he erases the shame of my past. Or I'm actually having a conversation unintentionally with the enemy who's lying to me, accusing me, condemning me. And shame is just agreeing with the condemnation of the enemy. And what does that do? It pulls us into fear, which is ultimately spiritual paralysis, where I can no longer receive or be revived by God's word because I'm in a prison, a cocoon, if you will, of fear. Yeah. And that is where you can see the enemy wanted to take the sexual abuse that you suffered as a child. He wanted to put you in this cocoon of fear your entire life where you would never come out where you would never trust anyone, where you would never let yourself love or be loved. And the Holy Spirit is banging down that door right now going, no, 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 you are beloved. Yes. There is no more shame. Yes. And through this powerful, precious verse, Isaiah 54, 4, Melina, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Melina, don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. Melina, you will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrow of your widowhood. And if we all put our name in that verse Mm, and we have that encounter of the father cupping our face and saying, look up, look up, 
Look up. I'm right here. I'm not shaming you. I'm not judging or condemning you. That's not me. And that's exactly what Romans 8 says, right? Who, who dares accuse you? It certainly isn't me. Yeah. And every time I feel accused, attacked, or condemned, I instinctively and immediately know this is not my father. This is the enemy. So your truth, as I'm hearing it, is we need to have an experience with God's word. Head knowledge isn't enough, right? Yeah. We're getting plummeted by shame in our lives. And, and so many of our listeners are. And I have in the past been just plummeted, never ending, just being pounded by, by condemnation and shame. We can't just have a bunch of scripture that we recite robotically. We need to actually, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we need to have an encounter with the love of God. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think we've already kind of implied the choice, but let's go ahead and go there as well. Melina, based on your encounter with God's word and him setting you free from your shame, which is completely different than just memorizing a verse and white knuckling it. Right, you, you experienced right. him setting you free. That yes. is your truth. So, so now what is the choice that you make moving forward to not go back to the shame again? To say that is actually garbage from the pit. I refuse to go back to that. And help our listeners as well. How do they choose to say that is in the past? That is shame that I don't identify with. I don't embrace that. I don't claim that. I claim this place with Melina of the father cupping my face saying, look right here. Your shame, your disgrace, your past, your pain, it's gone in the power of my love. How do we choose that, Melina? We choose that. Uh, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, for sure. Mm -hmm. Me choosing not to believe my past is my identity. It just Mm -hmm. isn't. And with intention, focus on what is true. With intention, have those verses that can pull you into that experience that you had. This verse, verse four, won't ever be the same to me because I'll always have that image and that visual. So just choosing my past is not my identity. And with that healing that I want to experience, getting more intimacy with God, I have to take time to read the word and mm-hmm. and just claim what is true. Yes, it's definitely rejecting what the enemy tries to say is your identity that's false, right? That all of that that happened to you, everything that's happened in the life of every listener in the past, that that is not your identity. Your identity as a child of God is the beloved. So anything that doesn't line up and agree with that needs to be rejected. And I'm a big fan of rejecting it out loud. (laughs) Yes. And one of the things that I wanted to also share is that the legacy I talked about last week in Haggai, never forgetting that my presence moving forward into my daily life, into the people that I get to experience, I don't know the effect I have. And so Mm -hmm. it's this, it's bursting at the seams, like every day is a new day. Every day is an opportunity to experience that joy and that life and that healing and then to give that away to people. So just to be a light in that choice as well. Yeah, right. Because we can't, we can't be that light if we're hidden under, if we're going to use the analogy from Matthew 5, that's the bushel or the basket that shame is, that that covers our light. Yes, Yes. Right? We're told to be a light on the mountaintop and what covers that light 
so that it's a basket or a bushel on top of us. It's the lies. It's the shame. It's the fear. So those things through the power of the Holy Spirit, they need to be identified. They need to be rejected. Just like Jesus said in the wilderness when he was tempted, he said, no, no. He verbally disagreed. So I'm a big fan of the verbal rejection of the shame and the condemnation that are coming against you and all of us. And then we need to replace them, don't we, with the truth of God's word. We cannot have a void. We cannot have a vacuum. We need to replace those things with the truth of God's word and get into scripture because this is where it becomes a love letter. When I have a hemorrhaging wound in my life, like this shame, like this abuse in your past has been to you, it's not enough to reject it and say, that's not my identity anymore. You've got to fill that place with a true identity. Yes. yes. And that true identity is found in his word. You are his beloved. And so that's why this experience you had, Melina, was so powerful. Because the moment you're rejecting all of the shame of your past, you're filling it with what he says is true, which is no more shame. No more disgrace. You're not even going to remember it anymore. All you're going to remember now is that you're mine. You belong to me and your identity is found in being mine. And at that experience, like you said, Melina, is the face-to-face place. We've got to be in the face-to-face place. Because yes. if we're not in the face-to-face place with Jesus, laying aside those weights, those sins like Hebrews talks about, that so easily beset us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, who's the beginning, the author and the finisher of our faith. If we're not keeping our eyes on him, we're going to get sideswiped. That shame is going to boomerang back around. And we are going to, on a subconscious level, start agreeing that, hey, that's who I am. What happened to me is who I am. So you've set out a really good challenge for us. This is not easy. And it does require discipline. It requires that we really prioritize being in the word and creating space and time to be in prayer and actually abiding and having conversations with Jesus on a regular basis, not just when it's convenient, because that never happens. Exactly. But this is really about prioritizing our relationship with him, because I have yet to meet a man or a woman who knows for sure that they are the beloved if they are not making the relationship they have with him the priority in their life. Amen. It's just the truth. That is the truth. And that is the choice that we need to be making this week. Melina, this chapter is so rich. It is so important that we understand how to embrace everything that we've talked about this week. So I would love to spend one more week with you. And I would like to be in the same chapter, Isaiah 54, but the last verse, verse 17 next week, if you would be willing to come back. Sounds great. Fantastic. Let's pray. (laughs) Father God, I thank you that you say to us, your children, fear not, no more shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth, the sorrow of your past. You are free because you are mine and I declare it. And Lord, I pray that your word and your truth and what you say about us will be the loudest voice in our head this week. Not our past, not our shame, not what we've done, not what's been done to us. That all of that would be laid at your feet and that we would find our identity, we would find our hope, we would find our peace, we would find our joy 
in you alone. Lord, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. And I pray that we would be men and women that are most grateful that you sent your son so that we can be free, really free. That we can come to you as children and we can give you every weight, every burden, all of the shame, everything from our past and all of our future. And we can know that like Melina shared tonight, you are waiting patiently there for us and you are going to cup our face and turn our faces to yours. And you are going to tell us what is true. There is nothing more freeing than knowing we can run to you and we can hear from you and have a relationship with you that sets us free today and guarantees that we will be in your presence with you for all of eternity. We are grateful. We say thank you. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dirt. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.